Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to Modernizer Die CFML News Edition. This is May 19th, 2020, and I'm luckily to be joined by Eric Peterson today. Welcome. Thanks, Gavin. It's been a while since I've been on. Glad to be back. Yeah, busy, busy. I guess it happens when we've got a conference and everything else going on with it. Yeah, I've just been uh, head down in some cool stuff that we get to talk about today. Very cool. Well, let's start by uh, thanking our sponsors. So thanks, Order Solutions, for uh, giving us the opportunity to do this podcast and uh, help share the word about CFML. Um, and if you guys are looking for some training of any kind, uh, Auto Solutions can help you with that. We basically have uh, a whole bunch of different trainings set up for you, as well as uh, anything that you want done, we can a la carte uh, design a training for you as well. And we have some new interesting content we'll be talking about today, so uh, don't tune out. And also, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We have almost 50% funded for our Modernize or, Modernize or Die podcast on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash autosolutions. Uh, so thank you everyone who's supporting us. And if you guys have the, the means, maybe you'd like to support us there too. And if you do, we appreciate it. And right now, we, we thank every sponsor individually at the end of our show. So, okay, let's get on with some news and events. Yeah, we're right in the middle of the Adobe Cold Fusion Developer Week right now. So it's not too late to get in on that. You can um, sign up and, and watch the sessions. There's two a day, I believe. And you can get the recordings after as well. Mr. Uh, Luis Mojano, is he today or tomorrow, Gavin? Uh, he'll be uh, today. So, uh, yeah. yep, he's going to be on this afternoon. So hopefully um, you guys can take time to come tune in for that. Sorry, we have a little technical difficulty. I'm trying to fix up here as we go. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Um, yeah, we had uh, two sessions yesterday. Uh, there were some technical difficulties, but they've been working on that. So hopefully we can get that uh, situated ASAP uh, and hopefully it'll be a little smoother from um, here on out. They're going to be releasing the the podcast next week as well. Sorry, not the podcast, the recordings. So hopefully you guys can uh, check that out as well. And then we should be able to, uh, um, you know, share the slides and everything as well. So uh, these 10 sessions this week, uh, morning and uh, afternoon, um, do check the times though, because I almost got tripped up because some days they start at 9 a.m. Pacific, some days are 10 a.m. Pacific, and some are 12 um, Pacific or 1 Pacific. So different days, different times, definitely check that out. So very cool. At the same time this week, we also have a Microsoft build going on too. I was actually listening to the keynote right before this. There's some pretty cool stuff going on there. Right. You know, my first thought when I saw a Microsoft build was, I don't do Microsoft stuff. I don't need this. But then I think all of us use a lot more Microsoft stuff than we think nowadays between GitHub and Visual Studio Code. Um, there's a lot of products that Microsoft does for me as a web developer. So it was nice to see what they're coming out with to make my life easier. Yeah, for sure. There's a, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, uh, 
just if you're using Windows, obviously the, the Windows Linux subsystem is pretty awesome. Uh, so that number two is coming out today. I guess they're releasing that. And then we also have uh, VS Code, uh, which obviously we use quite a lot. Um, so we're, we're working with that. Um, and they just announced today Code Spaces, which is really pretty neat. And hopefully we can get this mm -hmm. set up for some of our, um, some of our uh, open source projects. And so basically what it does is when you go to a project and you want to open up the, you know, an IDE for the code without having to be on your com you know, computer, or maybe you don't want to set up that whole development environment, instead of spending a whole day working it out, you can basically spin up code spaces. And what it does in the background, it starts like a, like a Docker image with all the tools and bits and pieces you need to get that app running. And then it opens a browser window with VS code in it and then links through into the basically their Docker image and you can develop it all in the browser inside of GitHub. And it even does port forwarding. So you can actually set up so you can view the site running on that Docker container through port forwarding on your local host um, as well. And then because of like VS Code's um, sync settings, you can actually sync your settings and then all your extensions are there, your theme is there. So even though you're on GitHub's website, you're using your themes of all your plugins and you got your order solutions, uh, command box extension, et cetera, already there and working. So obviously you have to tie into some stuff because of like the way uh, command box works and everything, but I can see this being a pretty cool uh, set of tools. So every week we talk about VS code extensions, we could have them built into our code spaces. So you could just basically fire it up on the web. You get all the linting tools we have, all the formatting we need. No, have, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff for a new developer wanting to you know commit to Coldbox or whatnot. It can be there in the browser already set up for you. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there with the pull request flow. There's some of our projects that have uh, some setup that it needs, you know, whether that's a database, CDNet, uh, a cache setup, things like that. And now uh, code spaces can be a one-click process to having somebody contributing to the library. Yeah, so that's very really cool. awesome. And, and they have a session out now. It's in beta, but. I want it now. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're going to have a whole session on that later. And the cool thing about Build, I know I'm talking a lot about it, but they have basically a, a ton of sessions. Like I couldn't even find all the ones I wanted because there were so many, but they're replaying a lot of them. So they'll do them live and they'll replay them another two times at different time zones. So basically, if you watch one in the morning today, it might be on tomorrow afternoon and then maybe at midnight the next day. So that way, no matter where you're around the world, whatever time zone, they're trying to make it flexible and, you know, bring that content to you. So if you go looking for the content, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff there. But so I looked at VS Code. I was looking a little bit at like uh, the Azure stuff just to find out a little more about it, like CI, CD stuff. And then, um, yeah, Code Spaces was pretty interesting too. So just looking for those three things, I found a whole bunch of sessions. So... I'm pretty excited to see what they got. So anyway, that's all free. So go sign up at mybuild.microsoft.com. I just want to comment. Patrick in the chat says that he sounds like code spaces will have a nice cost to it. But if uh, this Microsoft has given us any hints, it's going to be all free trying <laughs> to get our attention and code all into GitHub. So which yeah. is working. It is working. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, I mean, like I said, we obviously use, other tools for other customers and everything, but for our open source, it's there. So we, we may as well. I mean, and you know, Pete Freitag's been doing a lot of cool stuff with actions. And so I'm sure we're going to look at actions a little more as well and trying to uh, streamline our processes. But 
yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty compelling when everything just works together and, you know, the code spaces works with VS Code so nicely and now NPM's being acquired and sucked into there. So I'm sure that's going to have some some pretty nice tie-ins to GitHub Actions as well. You know, I can... And all the things in one place, you know, we're not jumping between GitHub and Travis and uh, uh, Jira and it's just there's a tab for everything you need right on that repo. Though I'm pretty sure we'll never pry Jira away from Luis. Yeah. Well, uh, as Patrick <laughs> says, it's cool, but he's very weary having everything consolidated in one place if there's an outage. But the other thing uh, is true, Patrick. If you've got things in five different places and one thing goes down, you're still stuck. So, you know, a lot of times we realize how, how dependent we were on, like, Amazon, right, when they went down. doesn't matter where you had your stuff. <laughs> Even some of the hosting providers that were built on Amazon were down because they were using Amazon. And so sometimes when there's an outage, there's just an outage and you kind of have to deal with it. And, but, and you know. I think it's a good idea to think about, you know, kind of the network, uh, is it network effect or network cost? Like if we, if everybody does get in on GitHub, you know, Microsoft can change the rules anytime. They own it. Mm -hmm. They can change the prices. They can make things worse. Um, and if we're all in on it, it'll, the switching costs will be kind of high. So... Yep. It's both convenient and that's why it's free. They're trying to get us over there. So it's something to balance. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it is a good point. Um, you know, pros and cons to everything, right? So I, for okay. one, welcome our new VS Code overlords. Yeah, for sure. And there's actually the, <laughs> the creator of VS Code talks about that in one of the sessions later tomorrow, I think. I want to see that one, kind of see how it started and how it got to from like went from nothing to overlord and overnight, you know, <laughs> so right. I'm sure he's got some interesting stories there. So, okay. Well, I know there was a into the box was a couple of weeks ago, but we've got an announcement about that too. Right, Eric. We do. So uh, we've had plenty of requests since then about um, accessing the videos. You know, we recorded every session, obviously with two tracks, you can't make everything and people want to access that. Well, we have some good news. We announced it in the keynote that we were creating a new uh, video training website called CFCasts, and it is live. You can visit it now at cfcasts.com. Maybe I'll even pull it up and share my screen. Yeah, share the screen and show us what we got. There's a couple, the keynotes are on there for free. And every into the box attendee should be receiving an email that gives you a uh, a coupon to get the into the box videos for free. So twenty five hours and twenty three minutes of content is there already, just from into the box twenty twenty, and that's only the beginning, right? We're getting more content on there. Yes. So this will be a home for the current content we have out there. We'll be uh, migrating that over. Um, think like the command box screencast that you've seen Brad put out or pass into the box videos. Um, additionally, this will be a place for new uh, training courses in kind of a bite-sized format as well. Um, you'll be able to purchase individual series or pay just a flat subscription rate to access the, the whole catalog. Yep, so you can browse what's new. You can look at the series to see what series. And and then obviously you can register online now. If you're getting an email um, with that code, you're about to actually purchase it with that code for free. Um, so yeah, you guys done a good job. That's one of the things Eric's been working on. He's had this little project hidden away for quite a while now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, even before I joined Ordis, I had the desire to make something like this. 
and uh, I'm very grateful to the Ortis team for making this possible. And uh, I'm excited that we all get to support it now. You'll get so you'll get much more content and a, a more diverse range now that it's uh, the whole Ortis team is going to be supporting this rather than just you know if I released it myself. <laughs> and so Vil said he already tried it, and Scott said 23 hours. Is the extended cut of the keynote? When did they let Luis <laughs> finish talking about CB Futures? No, if we let Luis talk about CB Futures, it would be an entire day just for that one session. So, yeah. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just I wanted to talk geek out a little bit about um, CFCast about the, what it's built with, right? And uh, I, in fact, I hope to get a video course up on this. But if you attended or want to go watch any of the sessions from Into the Box. I did one on Quick, one on Inertia. Both are used inside uh, CFCast here. It's also built, the styling's all with Tailwind CSS, which I am in love with, and using their new Tailwind UI. So this, this website really sprung up very quickly using all those tools. It took um, less than a week to get this out, so. We, yeah. we live in an awesome day with some great tools. Yeah, I see some comments there in the chat saying, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tailwind. Tailwind's yeah. the best. And it is using uh, inertia, right? Yes, it is. Yep, so, so you'll notice had... the, uh, the SPA-like feel, but I didn't have to write an API at all. <laughs> John Farrar's asking about code coverage. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> What's the code coverage <laughs> like, Eric? Do you know? I do know, but I don't have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a prototype. It's the very first level, um, you know, so we're basically logging in uh, a lot of the oldest team for the first time too. So uh, we wanted to get out there as quick as possible. So if you guys have any feedback, please let us know. Email us. There's a link on there. Um, subscribe to, um, to the email list. You can get notified as we release new content and whatnot. And then we'll be getting um, the purchasing options available for those who weren't at... Uh, at the itb itself so you got to purchase that and we're going to be offering a lot of free stuff going forward and for those that are paid too we'll, we'll offer some subscription services so but right now we're just trying to get them to the box videos out and make sure that the system works nicely uh, and so yeah give us some feedback enjoy the videos and yeah if you did attend itb look out for that email and there's a little link at the very very bottom of the email that says you know get access and that's where you get that code from if you have problems, um, yeah. Apparently, if you hit the the link at the top of the email, it will not give you access. So that's probably just a link to CFCast itself. But uh, we're we're excited to have it out there. Good work, Eric. Um, yeah. So let us know what you guys think. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, last one is uh, there is a Twitter account you can follow as well, um, which is just CFCasts on Twitter. Oh. And that will be another way you can keep up with. All the new features coming out, new content coming out. Um, you're really going to love this stuff for sure. Okay, great. Very, very cool. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I know Brad needs to get his uh, all his command box videos over there right away, his screencast that he did. Uh, we'll have to put those on there too. So, have one nice place for everything. So, I'm excited. So, and now we get to make some content too. So, very cool. Okay, so next on the list, we have a, a Coldbox 6 release candidate release. 
And so this is basically uh, almost ready for a final release, actually. Uh, I know we've had lots of iterations, but this release candidate is out there. Uh, there's a blog post giving a lot of information about it. So uh, if you guys are using cold bots, hopefully you can take, take some time and basically look at this uh, release candidate, try it out for us. Uh, we have some, you know, the blog post talks about uh, installation, talks about all the application templates that have been updated, talks about, you know, bug reporting, what's new. The compatibility guide is important whenever we're doing a major release, so please check that out. And you can look through all the all the tasks, new additions, and things we've fixed. So it is a major release. There is some uh, breaking changes, but there's a lot of great stuff in there too. Yeah, and I would say if you have any modules on Forgebox, now would be a great time to just uh, pull it down, switch Coldbox to this RC, and run your test suite. Um, any failures, you know, it maybe it's a something that we have documented in the upgrade guide. If it's not, we either need it in the upgrade guide or we need to fix it before it goes out. So please help us with that. Yeah, for sure. Good thinking. Yep. Okay. So uh, the next bit of news is just a reminder, really, that the state of the CF Union survey is still going. We want feedback, so please go. Check that out. It's on the TerraTech site. Uh, we'll put that in there in the chat for everybody. It's in the show notes. Uh, TerraTech.com slash state dash of dash the dash CF Union 2020. <laughs> I'll stop the dashes. But if you guys can <laughs> go do that, please. It's very helpful. So, okay. Well, let's check out conferences. So, uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about uh, CF Developer Week this week and uh, MS Build, but more importantly, into the box two weeks ago, we didn't have any workshops, but we're about to change that, right, Eric? We are. We're happy to announce the dates for three workshops coming up for Ordis. Uh, the first is the Zero to Hero workshop. So that, that's the cold box Zero to Hero on June 4th and 5th. We will have an introduction to Quick on June 11th and 12th. And the cold box Hero to Superhero course on June 18th and 19th. Those will be all two, two days, six hours a day, and um, full of all the great content and training that you've come to know from us in person, this time given virtually. Yep, so I'll be leading the Zero to Hero on the, the June 4th and 5th. Eric will be doing the Intro to Quick, or is it Intro to Quick or just Quick? Um, Because you might have time for a little more. Intro to Quick sounds fine. I yeah. just... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll build something cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> Luis will be running the hero to superhero training. So um, John says, "Where's his pen? He wants to sign up." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, each of those are gonna be two day workshops. We'll have six hours per day, so it'll be like nine to twelve central with a one hour break, and then one to four central. So we're trying to meet all the time zones in the middle. So um, you know, basically, we can do that. Uh, we'll be using Zoom, and uh, we'll have a nice interactive crowd. So hopefully, um, you know, we can share screens and help each other, just like in person. Uh, in person trainings are great, but these online trainings are going to be, you know, really exciting too. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, more details will be announced very soon. Uh, will be a blog post, and there'll be links to be able to go register and sign up. So. Uh, I'll have to wait for that, for the pricing. I don't think I've been told what the pricing is for any of these yet. So, uh, John I just do, wants I to do know sure. there is an email blast being prepared to into the box attendees. So, they'll okay. be getting all the information there and on the blog. Okay, 
great. So next week we'll have more information. And John, we will save you a seat. John Ferrar does not want to miss out. So <laughs> we'll save you a seat. Don't worry. And uh, and these are the first three. Uh, we, we know we had other workshops um, scheduled basically for Into the Box, but we just did these first three. Uh, right after that will be 4th of July, so I'm not sure if they're going to do one the following week or have a week off, and then uh, we may do some more in July. So, um, you know, we know that rest, uh, rest stuff is going to handle in sort of the superhero one, but um, containerization was another one that we, we always do. Test box is another one. So we'll be releasing these as well. So uh, these are just the first three, um, but this will keep you busy for most of June, and then... Uh, let us know which ones you want and we can try and get the next one scheduled uh after that so so finally announced it there you go john he's been asking me every day for like five weeks <laughs> <laughs> so we did mention uh Adobe cold fusion developer week is still this week um and microsoft build but after that may 28th so next week we have uh DockerCon live so I'm excited about that one too. We're gonna to be all all conferenced out by the time this is done. But uh, I know May is a popular month. Yep. So I know that uh, DockerCon has three different streaming sessions you can attend at once, um, and they have a lot of um, a lot of sessions there too. It'll be one day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific, but uh, it's all free as well. And you can go to Docker.com/slash/DockerCon to to register for that get all the information and stay up to date with all the Docker stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. The last two conferences we have to talk about, we don't have any new news, but it, we have CF Summit West, which is scheduled for October 28th and 29th at the Mirage in Vegas. And then we're keeping our eye on CF Camp, seeing what's going to happen with that one this year. Yep. Now, CF, uh, CF Summit, uh, hopefully they'll announce something about it this week at, um, at the Developer Week. I haven't heard anything yet, but um, we will hopefully get some news here soon. We heard um, some little whispers that it's going to be announced as a virtual conference here pretty soon, too, but we don't have confirmation on that. It's just, just a whisper on the grapevine. So we'll let you know as soon as we know for sure. Okay, let's get to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So this first one is from who else but Ben Adele. <laughs> so uh, Ben here uh, was, he's kind of a regex fan, I guess you could say, right? Um, and you this, can say that. So he was, uh, he found a sitting looking through the documentation that uh, Adobe Cold Fusion 2018 actually allows you to use Java as your regex engine. So um, previously it was all the POSIX um pattern for matching for for regex but i guess with this adobe cold fusion 2018 update 5 they just released this new setting so use java as regex engine and that allows you to sort of uh use your r you know the re find re match re replace but it'll actually drop down into the java engine and do the regex for you so um he does love some uh he loves some regex and so basically <laughs> he walks through that and how to use it and and oh, sweet, sweet chickens, as he puts it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a it is a pretty cool feature if you've ever had to do any complex regex and you throw it in. You know, I, I usually do mine on some like helpful website that does it in real time. I'll throw it in the cold fusion and then get some weird behavior because it doesn't support like backtraces or something. 
But uh, so it's nice to have this, and uh, I hope Lucy gets this as well since it's in Cold Fusion 2018. Yep. So right here, um, he said it was not um, supported by Lucy, but he did uh, locate a Jira ticket for it. Um, it was listed as compatibility feature, and then Zach already responded saying there was a new bug filed for it here. And so there's a little discussion. So hopefully, yeah, Lucy will be able to get that soon as well. So yeah. pretty cool. I hadn't actually, uh, you know, heard of that in the update. You know, a lot of things sneak out in those Adobe updates that you don't know. You, usually right. they're centered around, you know, security updates and vulnerabilities because they have to fix those. But those little things they sneak in, you know, if you read all the fine print, you might find it there. So, okay. So next I'm on the list. Uh, yeah, Luis just talked about uh, the Coldbox 6 RC release, so we have that there. Uh, we already discussed it a little bit, so we'll move on. And next we have Mr. Another Ben Nadal post. <laughs> yeah, so this is an interesting one too. I don't know if you got a chance to see this one or not, but uh, this one is basically the browser trying to sort of help you a little bit with... Um, entities in the in the url string so if you have ampersand and the semicolon in the url string um when you're trying to i always get this name wrong cannot cannot canonicalize uh, yeah. the <laughs> the string it'll loosely match html entities and it'll decode them and it's kind of strange so that's just one of those ones where it might bite you because it does something you don't expect it to do all right those are tough situations because you want to make sure you're secured by default, but sometimes you can go a little too far or they've already encoded it for you or things like that. So it's good to be aware of. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you go through different options here. So you'll see different things. Um, and so he goes through the process and, and plays with a little bit here. So it's kind of interesting. There's some weird characters he's using, etc. So just very different. Um, yeah, so like here it actually decodes the infinity sign and stuff like that. So just, just yeah, one of those things that it might bite you if you've got some weird characters. So as usual, Ben finds the weirdest things, but I'm glad he shares them because <laughs> one day it will bite somebody and they will be thankful that he did share that. Very true. Okay. Next, next up we have a video continuing the Matt Clemente series as he's been going through command box development um, this time. And I love this kind of a tutorial. He's customizing the command box uh, startup banner. And yep. the reason I say I love it is there's actually a module for this and you can customize it. But when you build your own version of the tool, even if it's much you know simplistic or doesn't have all the features, you learn so much about um, how somebody else did their work. So you can see this video about him customizing the command box CLI startup banner. And as he says, learning by trial and error. We definitely <laughs> need a few errors to learn. So, but yep, very cool. Okay. Uh, we also have a Pete Freitag one about writing GitHub action workflows that uses a Docker image. So again, this is one of those things I need to learn more about. I haven't messed with the GitHub actions at all yet. I need to. Yeah, I, I haven't as well. And I'm glad Pete did because the few times I've looked into it, I'm sure it's very powerful, but man, is their syntax weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little verbose. I just, I just want the Travis or the GitLab version where I can just like, here's my lines of a script, right? A shell script, just do it. 
and the GitHub is very, I don't know, like container based as he's kind of goes through here. So yeah, thank you, so, Pete, for figuring this out for us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like this is here is actually including one of his other actions that he saves, and then it's it's got a name, and then it uses, and it, with this it does that, yeah. and it's yeah, it's not not quite yeah, and the actually, same. As, if I remember right, the actions checkout isn't one that Pete wrote, but it's rather one that's on GitHub. Yeah. Right. And he's yeah, pulling you... in from this actions repo and you can, you can write your own locally. And, but that's the thing is it's, I don't see shell scripts in there. So I get confused. <laughs> yeah. I, it definitely. It's definitely different. Uh, it definitely has some power and his uh, CI session at into the box um, had some good information on it. And he has a lot of examples, so I'm, I'm hoping to take some time to get through those later and uh, be very interested to to play. I want to yeah, play with and it. And so. you into the box attendees can go watch that session on CFcasts. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, we have another one in Brian Class's new series, uh, Beyond the Basics of Using AWS S3 and CFML. And so this one, he's going to be restricting access to files in S3 by signing URLs. And so this is a really powerful feature. Um, yeah, basically signing those URLs, vital. Um, basically, he, he talked about how people and several credit card companies let the entire world uh, get a lot of access to previously secret information because of their public access on their S3 buckets. Because IAM or access management in AWS is not easy sometimes. And so everyone leaves things more open than they should be. And so this uh, the URLs here uh, can be pretty easy to basically make a URL and Forgebox is basically built that way. So anytime right. you get something from Forgebox now, it's all private buckets, but we generate a URL, uh, digitally signed URL that lasts for so long. So you can pull it down, use it, and then that URL just disappears. It expires. Yeah. And, and along with that, um, in the Coldbox application, you can use the Ortis's S3 SDK, which has a handy function that will do this signing for you and generate that URL. Yep. And see this, this series, he's already got a couple about uploading a file using the AWS Java SDK. And and then just signing here. So Brian's one goes uses actual the Java SDK and there's a lot of power in there. There's a lot of different functionality. But uh, yeah, as, as you said, Forgebox has quite a few different uh, modules and the Autos one has some pretty neat features built in already and it saves you some of the headaches of not having to use the, the Java SDK if you're worried about a big SDK. So very cool. And I'm, last year, Brian's series went 16 blog posts long. I'm wondering if he's going to get that far this time. <laughs> and again, his session was uh, really good into the box, too. Okay, we also had a, a, a little tweet from Mark here. He says he put his first command box powered application in production. Does he get some type of badge? <laughs> I think he should. He should get one of Matt Gifford's badges. Oh, he should. Yeah, you can put that yeah, on his repo. But should uh, put that link into the the show notes. But uh, those are some quite fun CFML badges. Yep, as Mark Drew says, "Welcome to the world of awesome." <laughs> Very cool. Okay, and we also had a blog post from Andrew Dixon about password hashing CFML. I know Brad has given us a couple of uh, talks over the years about password hashing and what is hashing and how not all hashing is equal and uh, why you shouldn't use an MD5 hash, for example. And so this blog post is really good 
it walks through the steps here and talks about encryption and hashing and even talks about salts and iterations so this is a really good in-depth like description of how it works and if you're going to write your own you know sort of the steps you need to take and some of those uh sit up um <laughs> salt but no pepper pretty funny but um so he puts it all together and gets this generate hash function for you which is, is pretty neat now i would always say with encryption and uh, hashing algorithms and any of that stuff i always think don't do it yourself use a library one that's out there tried and true and tested so although this is a great article uh, i recommend that if you're going to do password hashing use bcrypt right that's the one that um, most people recommend it's it's powerful and it's slow for a good reason to make it hard for people to you know hack it so yeah so i would say just use bcrypt uh, there are some other ones out there but bcrypt seems to be the way and it's actually up on forgebot so you could use that right away yeah so yeah i totally agree it's a good article, library though. and yeah and then save yourself some time but also you can read here and understand why you're using the library <laughs> yeah for sure so um yeah really good blog post though like i said that anything missing i think is use the library because <laughs> uh, i don't know how many people have tried to do that you know make something better but that's what those geniuses are for use them use their brain power save yours so okay well next up on the list we have find a job so we have uh four four new blog uh job entries this week but if we have a look on the site here you'll see that there's 25 cold fusion positions from 18 companies across 15 locations of five countries so we got four new ones in here and so we have a cold fusion developer position in downers grove illinois and then we have two positions they might be duplicates i'm not sure but bengaluru Karnataka, and then we have a full stock stack developer in cold fusion in aurora colorado so uh, some new jobs here but you'll see there's quite a few in washington dc kansas city north carolina oklahoma there's a lot of different positions available um, so definitely go check this out this is getcfmljobs.com uh, it is uh, a great little site made in cold fusion and there is a getcfmljobs uh, twitter handle so you can follow that and you can actually post a job if you have a job for your position you can come post it here as well so um some good job opportunities there hopefully you guys are all employed but um during this time i know it's kind of tough and hopefully they can help those looking for uh, a job or maybe a new one okay well forgebox module of the week uh this is a pretty easy one this week i thought <laughs> we'd do bcrypt because i thought yeah. we'd done it but we haven't and it's one of the ones i use in like every project so it's kind of strange that we hadn't mentioned it until now yeah absolutely and we just mentioned it above bcrypt creates uh cryptographically strong password hashes well any hash but four passwords um there's a few settings you can tweak about you know the number of iterations um salts things like that but honestly uh, in our projects we install it we use it um it comes with uh I think it comes with CB off nowadays, um, but it's there's a cold fusion module, uh, sorry, a cold box module, makes it very easy to just hash the password and check the hash um, against the password coming in so that like authenticate. Yep, 
And then there's more information about Bcrypt 2 on the, the GitHub repo itself. It gives you a Wikipedia link about it and the Bcrypt SourceForge uh, Source website as well. So you can find more. But yeah, I mean, the key things is it's strong, it's slow, and it's not reversible. You know, so that's those are the big keys. And yeah, I mean, it's when we say slow, it's not slow for you to encrypt a password. It's slow for you to try and use the rainbow table to, you know, hack it. <laughs> so slow where it needs to be. But yeah, it's a, right. it's a great tool, simple to use. And to be honest, I have some legacy sites that I wanted to use Bcrypt on and I didn't have Coldbox running in there. I just hooked up, um, you know, my own little CFC using that and I got it to work. And, you know, so it's even if you're not using Coldbox, you can still use this module. Um, right. I think so the only thing you'd have to do is provide Java the, the Java, yeah, the Java class. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can either throw, throw it in there or I, I think I used Wirebox and I just basically uh, just built it that way. So I used Wirebox, my old legacy app, and still got it to work. So, yeah, I was pretty excited to get that working because I didn't want, you know, weak passwords. No more weak right. passwords. So, yeah, Bcrypt is easy. And like you say, if you're using Coldbox, install it, and then you have a, you know, you have a check password function and a hash, and you're done. It's that easy. So go check it out. Okay. Now... Next on our list, we have our VS Code, hence tips and tricks of the week. And this is another one I couldn't believe we hadn't done yet. <laughs> Prettier. And now this is one that Eric loves. So I'll let you talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So Prettier is a code formatter for JavaScript. Uh, it was originally envisioned as uh, very opinionated. I think it launched with like two or three settings, <laughs> um, basically semicolons and quotes. It's evolved because as much as we'd like to say we can all agree on something, we can't. Um, tabs versus spaces, spaces for life. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, so Prettier will take in a bunch of different formats. Originally JavaScript, but now you know TypeScript, JSON. It will do CSS. It will do HTML, um, yep. GraphQL, YAML, Markdown. It does a whole bunch of things. It will parse it and spit it out according to certain rules. Now I use. Uh, prettier as uh, sort of a, I don't know, like a syntax checker because it in its process, if it can't parse your file, it just won't format. So like I'll paste in some code or I'll type in some code, hit save because it's all messy formatted. And if nothing happens, I know I made a mistake. <laughs> so it has that side benefit of besides just formatting, it can help you catch errors um, a little bit earlier on. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of nice not having to worry about your code format. You know, there's options in the plugin just to format on save. So every time you save, it'll reformat it. And obviously there's a, uh, a format on paste. And, but yeah, those are just nice. You can just write your code and save it and then you don't have to worry about it. Don't have to fight anyone over it. <laughs> Definitely. I think we've mentioned positives. before in talking about CF format, um, that these automated code formatters, when you first start using them, look wrong. Like there's something about it that bugs you. Um, for me, it was the way that prettier like line breaked uh, object literals. It just always looked dumb to me. But you know what? I don't have to format my code anymore. I can get over it. <laughs> yeah, and you adjust. So. I mean, some little things that at first I didn't like about certain conventions for formatting. Now I like them. And when they're not there, it hurts. You know, <laughs> like you just yeah. get so ingrained. So one uh, neat thing to tie in 
from earlier, CF Casts, as I mentioned, was built using Tailwind, and specifically, uh, Tailwind has a Tailwind UI project. Uh, it's a paid component library that you can um, copy out some code, change some of your styles, things like that. And it was so nice to have Prettier set up so that when I copied in this huge chunk of you know, HTML, hit save, everything indented right, instead of me having to, you know, figure out the indent, indent level, convert tabs to spaces or whatever, you know, it was, it just formatted it all for me. It would have taken a lot longer because I'm kind of, I think most of us are, but I'm kind of crazy about making sure all the, all the HTML has the exact right indentation. <laughs> I don't want it to look weird. Yeah. So. so I know we've talked about several little tools that all help with that. Even, you know, I remember the, the rainbow indent to tell you if the indentations are not right and stuff like that. And we edit a config to make sure you have your tabs or spaces used at the right time. And yeah, lots of little tools that just make our life easier. And that's why we like sharing them every week here. So, so pretty cool one. Okay. Well, let's get to our Patreon supporters. So thank you guys with and girls, uh, without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're an open source company and we have a lot of open source initiatives and these podcasts are things that we're really, you know, wanted to get out there and, and spread the word. And, uh, we really thank each and every one of you for your support and the support, uh, right now we're about 45% of the funding to try and fully support the podcast. Um, but basically once we hit that mark, then the additional funds will go to command box, forge box, cold box, content box, test box, and all the other boxes. So we, uh, we obviously, want to give back to the community and we thank you for for those who can financially support us through patreon at patreon.com slash order solutions so yeah. so without further ado let's thank our patreon sponsors thank you to ben nadal brett the line carl van stetten dali dan card daniel garcia david bellinger dj lisnicki don bellamy eric hoffman Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamory, Kai Koenig, Laxma Titorhagi, Matt Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ryan Hughes, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Odin, Stephen Klotz, Synaptrix, and Yogesh Mathur. Thank you all for supporting Order Solutions and Modernizer Die. Yep. And if you go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors, you can see all our sponsors there. And as I mentioned, patreon.com slash autosolutions. You can go see some of our packages and uh, maybe sign up to help us with one of those. So really appreciate it. And we're going to be adding some new um, benefits to our um, Patreon very soon for some CF casts um subscriptions as we get moving forward so if you guys are at the right level on patreon you might get a cf cast uh subscription built in so we're talking about things like that that we can help those who support us and that was one of the ways we thought we'd be able to support you guys and say thank you so uh once we have that official uh we'll let you know about that too Okay. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in, following us online on YouTube or listening on the podcast in your earbuds. Don't forget those two great uh, conferences this week, MS Build and Adobe ColdFusion Developer Week. And we'll catch you all next week. See you later. Bye.
Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.